0: is Ryan,
1: and this is Ashley,
0: and this is Ruining,
1: Ruining Our childhood. childhood.
0: This is a podcast where we go back and rewatch one of our movies from our childhood that we consider to be classic and decide whether or not it holds up.
1: Exactly. And today we're going to do Cruel Intentions, a 1999 classic. <laughs> I don't know why I paused like that. I'm so sorry. Uh, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon yes. and Ryan Philippi. And among other people that are in it, we'll get to them later. But mm-hmm. this movie is amazing. But let me read the synopsis from IMBD just so we get a general knowledge of what the movie is about for Sounds anybody good. that hasn't seen it or has not seen it in years. Because, again, this is a 20-year-old movie. Mm-hmm. So the synopsis is two vicious step-siblings of an elite Manhattan Prep School, make a wager to deflower the new headmaster's daughter before the start of the term. So yeah, that's the plot of the movie. So (laughs) we're going to talk about our first impressions. What was your first impression when you were a child? Why did you like this movie?
0: My first impression, I I remember uh, my friends, one of my best friends at the time specifically was obsessed with Buffy. So there was obviously the appeal of going to see the movie because of Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, it was an R-rated movie. So, as us being 14-year-olds, we all went to the movie theater and did the good old buy tickets to another movie. Sure. So, we did Blast from the Past with the b Fresh and Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> the B-Frage. The b Fresh. Uh. And then we promptly snuck in to go watch the movie we actually wanted to go see, which is Cruel Intentions. Right. Ironically, uh, 20 years later, still have yet to see... Blast from the past. I
1: like that movie.
0: <laughs> Never saw it. And uh I remember we enjoyed the movie. Uh we saw it at the mall. Mm-hmm. And then when the movie was over, my friend made a beeline to Tower Records. Because that's where what was in the mall. Wow. And overpaid for the Cruel Intention soundtrack.
1: Probably like $17.99. Oh,
0: at least. But it I, I remember we all really enjoyed the movie, but then also like I got a little jaded to it because my brother dragged me to it like another three times.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That, I, I say that because I loved the movie when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I like, I wasn't really on my radar when it was in theaters. Um, obviously I was like 12, 13 when Mm -hmm. it first came out. Um, but when I was in eighth grade, I became obsessed with it. I rented it. I was obsessed with Ryan Phillippe. I had his poster on my wall of the movie. Beautiful man. Yeah, he. I mean, he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, Uh, he's still good looking. He still is. But he's just not like doing Mm. as well as I would have hoped. Like fourteen year old Ashley would have been like, he's the best. Um, but no. Uh, but my biggest memory is definitely the soundtrack. The soundtrack was a masterpiece. Yes. I downloaded, uh. Counting Crows, Colorblind, mm-hmm. which is like the song that Reese Witherspoon's character and Ryan Phillippe's character make love to, spoiler oh. alert. And the other song was the placebo song from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, I haven't seen the movie in 10 years, but I do remember that song. Cause...
0: Oh, and then, then uh, the other ones, it was like, it had Fatboy Slim and it had The Verve and Cardigans. It was like every... A lot of great music of the time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I rec- I downloaded them illegally <laughs> off the old Napster oh, or yes. possibly Kazaa or LimeWire. I can't remember yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. They came and went so quickly, I felt like. That yeah. I just know that my computer got a lot of viruses. Oh, those yeah. Those few years that that was possible. So, yeah. I mean, I loved that movie. Like, yeah. I was obsessed with Cecile. I thought she was a hilarious character. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm I'm excited to rewatch this cuz we haven't seen it probably in a good 10 or 12 Ten years. years. Or yeah. I feel like it's been forever, mm-hmm. but I feel like I could almost quote that movie. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, go ahead and hit us with some facts about the movie.
0: Uh one of the things it it, it was released March 5th of 1999, so literally over 20 years ago as we we're recording this. Holy crap. It was uh, mixed reviews, notably Rob, Roger Ebert, when he was writing for the Chicago Sun-Times, gave it uh, three out of four stars in his newspaper review. Hmm. Uh, the movie was successful. It made $13 million its opening weekend, coming in second to analyze this, and ended up grossing almost $76 million, Wow! which made it a hot commodity. They ran a, a prequel and a sequel, but the prequel was Cruel Intentions 2, which was originally made to be a television show for Fox. They had filmed three episodes and then canceled the idea of the TV show, so they just merged it into one movie, which the only notable thing about it, I would say, is that it had Amy Adams in 2001.
1: I I remember renting that movie because I was excited. The guy who they had play Sebastian, which I don't know if he acts anymore. I, I don't... I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Like he was so not a great Sebastian. And and obviously like my standards of Sebastian were so high mm-hmm. when I was like, you know, 16. Um and then I do remember Amy Adams yes. being good and she yeah. kind of looked like Sarah Michelle Gellar at mm-hmm. the time. But I, honestly, I turned that movie off halfway through because I was just like, this is bad. This I, is I, so bad.
0: I did the same thing. I tried to watch it. I made it through, I want to say, 20 minutes. And it was weird because I was such a fan of the original that I thought, oh, I, this would be something I would like. And it, it was terrible.
1: Yeah. Do you think this movie is going to hold up to your, to your child standards and your adult standards? I
0: definitely think it's going to hold up. Uh, it was a classic to me. I loved the movie growing up. So I... And nostalgically, I think it's going to hold up, and I'm gonna enjoy rewatching it.
1: I agree. Um, I'm ho- at least I'm hoping, in my heart, that <laughs> it holds up. I know there's probably gonna be some sexually driven jokes or plots that might not make it through to our standards now, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. But I'm hoping that it will stand up. And I mean, I've seen the movie so many times that I, I'm assuming it will stand up. So. We're gonna go ahead and go watch the movie and then we're gonna come back and discuss it.
0: We're gonna give it the old pausey pause.
1: Give it the pausey pause right now. See you in a little bit.
0: Okay, and we're back, and we're going to go ahead and break down some categories like we like to do. So we'll go ahead and kick it off with, as Sebastian would tell us, apparently emails for geeks and pedophiles. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about some technology.
1: Speaking of that joke, I thought it was hilarious because this is 1999, so I guess it is at the, you know, maybe the start of the the tech boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that line because I'm just like, what? like because we use email so much i guess more than anything it's an inconvenience now it's just like a for me it's like just a bunch of junk piled in yeah i thought that joke was pretty funny other like than that the technology like wasn't very present in the movie they really relied i think because it was based on a french novel mm-hmm. like the letter writing they're really really obsessed with writing letters yeah. and i'm like i don't remember being that obsessed with writing letters in 1999 i mean notes in school when you're like in junior high there was a lot of note passing but there weren't there was like full-blown letters like everybody was writing letters um but like the technology they really did try to stay away there was i just remember there being a box television Mm -hmm. catherine was spying on cecile and her music teacher and i'm like i didn't know if it was a live feed or if she was watching a recording yeah but I think she was trying to gather evidence because she she's so determined to destroy steel. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing that I noticed. I was like, holy box television. But how about you? Did you notice anything?
0: I, I agree with you that they did a very good job of not uh, overdoing the technology. Like nobody mm-hmm. at no point did a beeper go off or anything <laughs> that would have been I don't
1: know if beepers were a thing by 1999. Oh, well, maybe I,
0: I, I can honestly say I had one. So, but it, uh, oh, definitely. But, um, a couple of the pieces of technology that I did notice they it really wasn't distracting to me was uh, when he's in the shrinks office, there mm-hmm. was a boom box uh, on the desk behind the like shrinks. So had, oh, nice, it was a good size like Sony three disc changer, which is you wouldn't see those nowadays. And then the other piece was the cordless phones. There's a scene where they use a cordless phone and it's very big. It's your typical 900 megahertz phone, which were very popular in the day. Yeah. But I didn't feel like it it, uh, distracted from the plot or anything like that.
1: No, definitely. Um, So since it didn't really have that much technology, let's move on to our next category, which is kids would call it a throwback we call it the prime of our teens and this is a category where we talk about anything that dates the movie fashion choices offensive jokes dated references and at the end we're going to talk about whether they can get away with any of this stuff if this movie was made today absolutely um so what were some of your thoughts on this category
0: it's kind of funny to watch it back now because, yeah, there's 90s clothes because that's when the movie was made. But a lot of that is coming back. Definitely. But the thing that I thought was dating it was, and it, they always say glasses will date a picture more than anything. Mm-hmm. And it's when I see Sebastian's eyewear, which was very stylish for the time. But <laughs> they're not, people aren't going to wear those glasses.
1: No. I mean, probably not. Who knows? They're probably back in again.
0: Yeah, no, they could be.
1: Yeah, his suits were terrible. Oh. And any, like, I get that they're supposed to be high elite society, Mm -hmm. but anytime I see a 17-year-old wearing a suit, I'm very suspicious of that. Like, what's going on?
0: I literally thought, I was like, did he borrow those suits from Regis Philbin? Like, they were (laughs) so bad, and they just... But it it was the time.
1: Yeah, his hair was... The, oh. So distracting at times Because I was just like It's probably so crunchy <laughs> Like it was like It really reminded me of like Justin Timberlake in Sync days oh. Not as curly and romany But like still had that kind of effect
0: No definitely That's exactly what I was going to say I'm like it looked it like a It needed to be more <laughs>
1: highlighted And even Joshua Jackson's character Had mm-hmm. bleach blonde hair oh, Like yeah. that's a weird style choice yeah. I, I don't know if that was their Like way of saying like He's playing a gay character So he's so he's gonna bleach his hair, but he poured I mean, like, some peroxide on yeah, it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, like other than the fashion wasn't bad. The women's fashion actually really relevant now, so it didn't distract me no um from the plot. Um mm-hmm. are there any dated references?
0: There was a lot of stuff where you go, Boy, that doesn't age well. There was a ton of homosexual jokes. That, and it's, they kind of keep it to the beginning of the movie, Definitely. but it is a lot. At yeah, that. they
1: used, like, literally, I was so shocked that they used as many slurs as they could, like, mm-hmm. a variety of them. Oh, yeah. Fudge Packer. Yes. Like, I was just like, oh, man, I haven't heard that since junior yeah. high.
0: No, and they, I, at one point, I started counting how often they used the word fag, because I was blown away that it was so freely used.
1: We're, we're. I think we've gotten to the point now that we're just that stuff shocks us. Yeah. Which I'm like, watching that movie when I was a kid, that didn't even go on my radar. No. Like as being like offensive or anything like that. I was just like, whatever. That's how people talk. Like yes. And now I'm just like, <gasps> like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, it, it it is alarming.
1: And but there was times where like, the one that really. <laughs> Got under my skin was when uh, Ryan Phillippe's character, Sebastian, asked uh, Annette, Reese Witherspoon's character, are you a lesbian? Because she was not interested in him in the beginning of the movie. Yes. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that is such a, like, a go-to guy thing to say oh, to yeah. a woman that's not interested. Like, you you have to be in girls because yeah. why wouldn't, why wouldn't you be into me?
0: You don't want a piece Sorry, of I this? Sorry, I just hit the table there.
1: <laughs> um... So, and that was just, you know, the tip of the iceberg on his issues as the, the protagonist. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything else that stuck out to you?
0: Uh, One of the things, and I could be reading it wrong, but it was uh, Mrs. Caldwell, uh, who's one of the characters, mother, uh, Cecilia had approached her and was like, you know, I'm concerned about, or not Cecilia, Catherine had approached her about Cecilia and said, like, I'm concerned about her. And she's like, oh, is, she, is it drugs? And then it's like, no, it's worse. And then it's like, well, she's into a black guy. And yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, is it wor- drugs? A black guy is worse oh, than cause, drugs?
1: Because Mrs. Caldwell's reaction was like, oh, black?
0: <gasps> but and then also they do try to play it off as like, she's ordering coffee.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> we we know what she was saying. Yeah, no. And it's just, you know, ugh. It's brutal. But at the same time, 20 years ago. And then they even have that part where she, like, confronts him. The mother confronts uh-huh. him. And he's just, like, yelling, like, stuff out when when she kicks him out of her house. And he's, like, yelling, like,
0: free at last. No, <laughs> I,
1: yeah. And I'm just, like, cool. Like, this is awkward. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, the whole... Like, dynamic of Sebastian and Catherine's relationship. Uh, like, I know they're step-siblings. Mm-hmm. They never really specify how long they've been step-siblings. Yeah. How long their parents have been married to each other. But just the... Every scene with them is so cringeworthy to me because they are 17. And they're very the
0: the handsy with each other. <laughs> very
1: handsy. And it's just, like, cool. Yeah. Not, not cool. No, but um, you, And you
0: guys are step siblings but you're groping each other.
1: So do you think that they could get away with any of these jokes and you know, sexual
0: No. I I don't think they could get away with this. Yeah, like uh, they probably could get away with uh, some of the risque stuff. Yeah. Uh, the the stuff obviously the sibling stuff that's incest and it's not going to age well. But the the homosexual joke incest
1: never has aged well. No. right? <laughs> you made it sound like
0: twenty years ago. There was a time period where no, we didn't incest think has so. always
1: been taboo. In we our didn't society. look at it
0: so darkly, but now we do. But yeah, no, I don't think any of it really ages well at all. No. Mm-mm.
1: So should we move on to our next category?
0: Yes, so our next category is well, hello there. Whereas we like to go ahead and point out any cameos of any famous people. Did you notice anybody that popped up? There was a couple. Um, the one
1: that I'll talk about is mm-hmm. Tara Reid. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. Because it's 1999 and everybody loves Tara Reid. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing maybe I... Because it was such a small part that maybe it was before... It, it was, before, it was American before American Pie. 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 Because American mm-hmm. Pie came out that summer. Yes. Um. So she literally, all her part was just like crying to her mom, who was Sebastian's therapist. Uh-huh. And because he slept with her, uh-huh. took nude photos of her. <laughs> yes. And photoshopped it on his therapist's book. Yes. Who his therapist is kind of not a nice person. No. But he obviously is screwing around with her oh, and, yeah. you know, pretending like. Like, he has all these problems that he doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. he definitely has issues. But yeah, oh yeah. But the problems he was talking about with her, and she was just not a good therapist, but it was kind of a funny moment and introduction to the kind of person Sebastian is. Yes. But, yeah, just like Tara Reed and her overacting and just crying and screaming. It was, it was just funny.
0: And it even goes back to, like, how weird and, like, demented he almost is. Yeah. Because he justifies this because he feels she's overcharging him. Yes, because I was
1: just, I remember like, I was writing a note at the beginning because I was like, why is he doing this? Is there a reason why he's like, other than his therapist is not really that sympathetic, like she's not a good therapist. No. But I'm like, that's no reason yeah. to treat the, her daughter that way. Yeah. And then later he does say like, she was overcharging me. And I'm like, you're not even paying. <laughs> Your parents are probably paying, but okay, sure, why not? That seems like a justifiable reason to ruin a girl's life
0: and then he literally has the web page flashing the picture of her and the audio is on and you just hear slut slut, <laughs> slut. it's like literally the definition of slut shame uh, it, it really
1: is i why am i laughing at
0: that <laughs> um <laughs> ah, slut shaming
1: was there anybody that you noticed
0: uh, one of the people i noticed and it was ironic because he doesn't even get a line is charlie o'connell it plays a uh, yeah. catherine's like boyfriend but he doesn't even get a line. He's in like literally three seconds of the movie.
1: He really is. I, when I, we, when we were watching it, I was like, I was like, do I, does he have a line? I was trying to remember if I remember mm-hmm. a scene with him. Cause that starts the whole plot of the movie is Sarah Michelle G- Gellar's character, Catherine feels like dishonored by this guy because she did everything for him and slept with him and yeah. gave him a blowjob, whatever mm-hmm. she did. Cause she was vague about it. But yes. And then he falls in love with Cecile, who's this 14-year-old girl. Which, by the way, Charlie O'Connell looks like he's 30 in the movie. Yes. And Cecile is supposed to be 14. Yes. Is Selma Blair supposed to be 14? So, (laughs) and I never, that plot never really added up to me. But, yeah, that was interesting. And then there's uh, Christine Bransky. Yes. Who is an amazing actress. She played Cecile's mom. Mm -hmm. And she was the one that was over the top. Oh. about the racial slough but you know she's playing an elite manhattan woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know there's got to be some racism there in real oh, life so yeah.
0: no and she she was fantastic yeah, as a character. she did good
1: shall we move on to our next category yes this category is called is it even good where we talk about the plots of the movie if it's believable and we also talk about the casting choices if they're good if they're crappy could they have done better Mm -hmm. um and go ahead and tell me which what your thoughts are on those
0: my my issue with the plot is i i don't know how believable everything is that it's some 17 year old kids plotting against a 14 year old girl and then also they set up a bet to go hook up with a virgin and i'm like i don't know that that's exactly believable what do you think?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> nope. It, Next question. But, you know, because we didn't grow up in high society Manhattan, no, we did maybe not. that's just how they are. <laughs> that's there's they a roll. lot of, you know, like Gossip Girl, like there's a lot of shows that center around that mm-hmm. culture. So I, I do wonder if there is a little. I, I get, like, Sarah Michelle Geller, Geller's character, Catherine, has a cocaine problem. That's believable. Yeah. Um, it's just. Like, seriously, that's all they have to do is like plot against this 14 year old girl. Yeah. Who, who's not, it's not her fault. Some guy started liking her. Yeah. That they never followed up on that, by the way. Like, no. they I think at the end, they're just like, yeah, I liked him. He was okay. But I'm in love with my music teacher now. Like, yeah. so they,
0: they really moved quickly. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, Definitely. There's a lot of questionable things mm-hmm. on the plot, but the casting Ugh. was even worse. I mean, Ryan Phillippe does a good job. I said flop
0: Floppy. <laughs>
1: Floppy. Take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Phillippe played a good prick. Yeah. And a, kind of a sociopath. Yes. <laughs> especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Sex crazed lunatic. Yeah. Um, The, you know, but it's just the 1990s. They're really good about casting people that were in their mid to late 20s as teenagers. Yes. But at the same time, this movie is really kind of sensitive. Do you really want to cast real 17-year-olds to no. do all the stuff that's happening in this movie?
0: But I think like it wouldn't have been so bad if it's like, well, we got an 18-year-old. But Selma Blair is 27 years old yeah. playing a 15-year-old who's acting like an 8-year-old. Yeah. It's... I... Brutal to watch.
1: We'll talk about that one later because uh, I have a whole a whole thing on her. Um, yeah, no, I I don't get it. There's so many parts in the movie that I'm just like, wow. Um, the slow motion uh, Sebastian thinking montage when he was trying to decide whether he liked Annette for real, like, in oh just the music, it was just amazing to me. Like, I love '90s movies because they they're really dramatic.
0: Oh yeah. They cheese ball it up oh, pretty definitely. bad. Definitely.
1: And it wasn't cheesy at the time. No. When I was 14 I thought this movie was like a masterpiece. I ate it up. Yeah.
0: It was delightful. Um,
1: did you have any like other points about the plot or the casting? No, did you? Nope. nope. Okay. Um let's move on. Uh what what do you think was the funniest moment or line?
0: There was a lot of stuff that I th- thought was funny that i'm not sure exactly was supposed to be funny <laughs> true but just at the very beginning sebastian's in the office with a psychiatrist and he like sees the picture of tara reed and he picks it up and he's just <laughs> stroking the picture and the psychiatrist like yanks it away from him like, like stop sh- doing
1: that she's like she's out of your league
0: and then uh uh when he confronts greg uh who is, uh he was a gay guy with Joshua Jackson Yeah, There's he's a this, gay football player Yeah, and they set up the guy Because they want to get pictures to Not exploit him, but they want to They want
1: to exploit him because they want him to do To like convince Annette that That he's a good guy That Sebastian's a good guy
0: Yeah, but the while they're like He barges them to get these pictures You just see as they, they're no longer Having intercourse or messing around You see Joshua Jackson just back there Filing his nails <laughs>
1: I was like, is he, does he actually have a fire wing <laughs> or is he just pretending to do it?
0: I I thought that was hilarious. Yeah,
1: no.
0: Then you have the part where, uh, Cecilia uses a doll
1: uh-huh. to
0: <laughs> make it look like she's sleeping. And the next morning, uh, Mrs. Caldwell goes in, moves the blanket and the doll just goes, I need a hug. <laughs> I, that was just so well done. Yeah. It I was, don't know
1: if that was supposed to be, I mean, I guess they could have been funny. One of my favorite parts was, uh, towards the beginning of the movie, Sebastian's coming home from the psychiatrist and Mrs. Caldwell and Cecile are there talking to Catherine and he just goes up to Mrs. Caldwell, like really close. And he's like, well, hello, Mrs. Caldwell. <laughs> like she was deaf. She's like a 40 year old woman. Uh-huh. And it just, cause he knows she doesn't like him. She doesn't approve, thinks that he's like not a... He's the bad boy. Oh, yeah. He's a... He is... He has a reputation, as Catherine says later in the movie, like, as a way to get him not to be in love with the net anymore. Like, don't give up your reputation of (laughs) being this, like, player, I guess. Um, What was your cringiest moment that Uh, you found? I mean, there was was quite a few.
0: Because there's so many homophobic jokes. I remember when they're trying to... You know, take advantage of Greg and exploit him. Yeah, they're like saying, you know, your career. He's like worried his career's gonna be ruined because it's gonna come out that he's gay. And what would your dad think that his son's a fudge packer? And I'm just like, that's brutal to watch. It is
1: brutal, but how? I mean, let's be honest. Like sports are still not no 100% with like. Being gay. No, no, it's. So I mean, it's still kind of relevant. It's in a way. it's
0: relevant, and, but it it's cringy.
1: Oh, it's super cringy because yeah. I feel like we shouldn't have to think that way. But,
0: but then, twenty no, years ago. Yeah.
1: It was a different.
0: No, yeah, no, it was a much different time. But then, on like a, a lighter side, where it was just cringy, was there's a scene where it's Sebastian and Cecilia and and Sebastian's Aunt Helen, and they're sitting there. uh uh, like having brunch or something Uh and he grabs a tennis racket and stimulates uh masturbation with the tennis racket yep Mm -hmm. which that's cringy and it's kind of funny because he's just like tennis anyone but it's what he's wearing and the music they're playing as a whole it looks like a right guard ad (laughs) it's so brutal i can see that yeah uh did you have any
1: i had whole list. We could be here for another hour talking about it. One of the things that stuck out to me was just like Sebastian's behavior overall with like Annette just Mm -hmm. trying to obviously the whole point of this movie is he's trying to deflower her. She's the one he's trying to deflower. Mm -hmm. But he just though his approach is just so creepy and I remember being 14 and thinking that he was so charming and funny which the funny part has held up. Like he some of the lines he says are Really quite funny, but the his approach on how to seduce Annette was is not great. No. Um, at one point they're in a pool. It's like the second time the meet of the like their interactions together, mm-hmm. and he's just like walking over to her and he's stroking her shoulder while she's just like, "Yeah, I have a boyfriend," and he's like, "Yeah," and he's stroking <laughs> her shoulder and he's like, "You don't want to? You didn't talk about that boyfriend?" Like he's doing that typical like, "Where's your boyfriend now?" And I'm like. P.S. Where is her boyfriend? Because five scenes later, they're together and Trevor, poor little Trevor, is nowhere to be found. No. Um, And then the other one was when <laughs> Catherine is basically sitting on Sebastian's lap. Keep mm-hmm. in mind, they're step-siblings. Yes. Obviously, no blood relation, <laughs> but still kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting on his lap and she just like licks his chin. Yeah. And it's just it was just gross. So... I think it was supposed to be sexy. Yeah. But it was not. Sexy. No it's
0: not. You're like mm. uh,
1: So that was a de- definitely another one that stuck out to me. Is there any like additional things that you found?
0: Uh, one of the other ones was is a uh, like it goes to with what a slime ball he is. Yeah. Is when they go to the nursing home and he takes advantage of an Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are the worst human being. Yeah. Oh, he's terrible. It's just
1: all of his stuff does not add up towards the end of the movie. Like, he makes this shift. Obviously, he falls in love. And, yeah. and you're supposed to be like, yeah, he's a good person. But he's a good person for five minutes. Yeah. Because guess what? Spoiler alert. He dies. <laughs> no, he- and I remember being so devastated at the end of the movie because... I was just like, he finally found love and he's going to be a better person. But it's too late.
0: Um, Now you're kind of like, maybe he got what was coming to him. (laughs) for sure.
1: Um, Also, one of the other scenes that I don't remember, like, hating, but this time I'm just like, okay, come on. Yeah is that uh, Cecile and Catherine's kiss in the park. Like Catherine is teaching Cecile how to kiss because she's supposed to be this innocent yes. child who has never done anything with mm-hmm. anybody. And at first they do like a small peck and I was like, yeah. oh, whatever. And then they have to do this like long sensual kiss. And I remember that being a big deal. Yes. Um, When we were kids. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, come on. And then they'll... also the other thing I can only think about uh-huh. is the scene in Not Another Teen Movie where they... Spoof it, and it's just like really bad, like saliva. And strings. one of them
0: was an old lady. Yes, <laughs> this is like that's the other part. You're like, uh, ooh. yeah. It was so,
1: so cringeworthy. But um, yeah. I mean, that's this movie is uh not holding up as much as I'd <laughs> like it to. Um, so let's move on to our beautiful ooh. awards.
0: As we all know, on ruining our childhood, it is always award season. Yes. So let's go ahead and give out one of our two awards we give out every episode. It's the Valedictorian of the Nicholas Cage Online School of Bad Acting.
1: It's it's a wonderful school.
0: They they compare it with the getting a golden globe. Yeah. It's that prestigious.
1: And his school it's like the Harvard of Antarctica.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who are you giving the award to? O-
1: I really wanted to choose Tara Reid. I think Mm -hmm. she's just an easy mark. Oh, yeah. um, Even though she was only in, like, five minutes of the movie. But that
0: crying is just cringeworthy. It's just over the top.
1: But I had to give it to Selma Blair. Because her acting was not bad, I guess. But I don't know if it was her idea to act like a Mm 12-year-old. Not even a 12-year-old. More like an 8-year-old. Yeah. Um, Because she just did not... Like, she's supposed to be this naive person, but for me, it came off like maybe she was missing a couple things up, upstairs. upstairs. <laughs> like, I honestly, when I was a kid, I was confused because I saw these people, and she's supposed to be the same age as I was when I saw the movie. Yeah. But I was confused by it because, obviously, she looks nothing like I did when I was...
0: No, I didn't look 27.
1: No. um, And, like, fully developed. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, she has a young-looking face, but she's still, like, no. is way too mature-looking. And I literally thought there was something wrong with her. Like, <laughs> she has brain damage. But then I, now watching it as an adult, I'm like, no, she's supposed to be playing this stupid, naive 14 yeah. year old who they trick into having sex with people. Yeah. Like, they treat her like shit. But she had the worst part and oh, she yes. overacted it and yes. just. Honestly, some of the lines I quoted were all hers. Like when she was whispering, secret society. <laughs> like I, me and my friends used to whisper yeah. that. Like yeah. it's so horrible. Oh. Um, But that was my pick. What was your pick?
0: It, it's unanimous. I thought that was... It, it, it's something it never resonated with me as a child. Right. or Not a child, as a teen when I watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think I ever put two and two together that she was supposed to be so young. I just assumed... I don't think I realized how young all the characters were. I th- we're supposed to be. I think maybe it's because they looked older. I was like, well, they're in college. Right. No. And then I realized, no, she's supposed to be 14. Yeah. She acts like an eight-year-old and like you said, overacts. Yeah. It's brutal.
1: It is brutal to look back. Um. So the next award is a more positive award. Mm-hmm. It's the Thomas J. Hanks award for exceptional acting. Who was your MVP?
0: It was weird because I watched the movie and I was thinking, you know, Annette's character at the very beginning, I I was ready to put her up for worst actress. But then I felt like as the movie went on, she really takes over and does it great. And then I'm like going, okay, I can see how in six years that actress is going to win an Academy Award. But I still, overall, I gave it to Sarah Michelle Geller as Catherine. Like, th- she has some moments where they're not, she's not acting the best. Like, I remember one of the scenes with Mrs. Caldwell, Sebastian says something, and she's just like, Sebastian! And the way she says it, I was like, I cringed at how bad <laughs> it was. But I think overall, she's so believable as just a, a horrible... sociopathic lunatic. She's,
1: she's the worst. Yeah.
0: So, that's who I gave it to. Who did you give it to?
1: I actually gave it to Reese Witherspoon, purely on the fact that she was the only one that acted like a teenager. Mm-hmm. She, obviously, even today, like 20 years later, has a very innocent looking face. Yes. Um, and so, she played that part well. The, mm-hmm. You know, the virgin who's being abstinent yeah. to marriage. Well, at least for like the first 40 minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, and... I thought she didn't overact.
0: No, no. And she was, actually was my good.
1: favorite part of the movie was the end when she is in the bathroom with Catherine uh-huh. and she, she has like this confidence. So there's like a shift from her being this like wide eyed, like not naive, like Cecile, but like bright eyed and like just. Just a happy person to uh, this, like, a little bit jaded, but kind of cool. Yeah. Like, she took some of that personality from Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. That's a good um, But I just thought her acting was good. Obviously, there's a reason why she's an Academy Award winning actress. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I chose her. I no, chose no. her because literally she was the least per- annoying person that didn't overact. Because oh. even, even Sarah Michelle Gellar overacted, like yes. you said, a little. And Sebastian definitely did it. Yeah. I don't know why every time he cried like towards the end when he was so torn between whether he should date a pretty girl that he likes or keep his reputation of a player, yeah. like his tears looked so fake. I'm sure they probably were, but like yeah. they're just like he just constantly had a wet stream down mm-hmm. his face for like ten minutes of the uh, movie.
0: He got a lot of visine for that movie. <laughs> <He did. laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so let's uh move on to our final thoughts. Do you think this movie holds up to your personal adult standards
0: i don't think it did and i i was almost i was positive it was going to but i was just like it it, the acting's bad i and like i said i I think it's i as a kid i didn't realize some of the things about the plot like the ages and it's like i go back and watch it i'm like it it doesn't hold up at all in my opinion no what do you think
1: i agree Mm -hmm. um and on that as, like, a kid, I watched just thinking that this is how things were. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how people reacted to each other. Not, like, I was just like, I'm gonna be a jerk and plot to make somebody's life miserable. But, like, like, I thought, like, kids would be this sexually active and, like, I thought the, like, the sex scene between uh, Annette and Sebastian was, like, the most romantic (laughs) thing and now watching and I'm like... Uh, It was a little cringy. Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, it didn't hold up at all to what my 14-year-old self loved about the movie. Mm -mm. Like, the things I still liked about the movie was, like, Sebastian and some of his quips. He was very quick-witted. Some of that stuff still hold up, but then, like, it didn't make up for, like, his just total lack of integrity as a person. Yeah. And the... At the end, the whole dramatic scene of him dying, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> let's get this over with. Like, I knew it was happening because they were building it up. Yeah. And then
0: just like... I didn't think he was... I, I He sees her and the car sees her and the car locks his brakes and it's a windy road. So I don't think he could have been going that fast. He's locking his brakes. Sebastian shoves Annette out of the way. And he gets hit. And I'm thinking, like, in hindsight, I'm like, I don't think he would have died. No. It's not believable. <laughs> it's like, he should have been hit harder.
1: Yeah. Like, the flip was a little more, like, than what I thought the car was going yeah. for. But, like, I guess, you know, that was the plot in the movie is that he dies at the end. But he becomes a better person beforehand because for, he falls in love.
0: For five minutes, he yeah. was a pretty decent person. And
1: we talk about the end scene, like, after... At his funeral, they're Ah. handing out copies of his journal and Cecile Mm -hmm. does it. And that's the one point I do love Cecile because she just hands Catherine one and she's Mm -hmm. got this snooty look like. She's like, "Mm." I know everything that you did to me. Yes. Um, But there was a point where like her parents come out. Yes. And everything's just slow motion and everybody's just shaking their head at her.
0: Yeah. And the... uh. Headmaster opens up her cross, yeah, and the cocaine falls out. And he just disappointedly shook his head.
1: That was that was supposed to be her,
0: yeah, her she punishment. She essentially had someone killed, yeah, and her punishment was well, they figured out she got a little bit of a problem with the uh cocaina, but
1: she did mention. In the beginning of the movie, and she did mention it later when she's trying to convince Sebastian that he shouldn't be in love with Annette, that her reputation was everything and everybody thinks she's a perfect little, Yeah, you know, she has to be the perfect girl because she can't be slutty or even though she is sexually active and is proud of that, but she can't be because she feels like she has to
0: hold up to society. Yeah, but I think she,
1: her reputation is everything to her. Mm -hmm. So, which as a 17 year old girl, that. It's very
0: true to life.
1: Yeah. But, so I guess in that way, she does get her, that justice um, from Sebastian's death, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't add up. I'm like, she's going to get to go to rehab and he's dead.
0: So She's going to go to a really nice rehab.
1: (laughs) Also, another plot point that didn't bother me when I was a kid, but now rewatching it, did Sebastian have a will? Like, why yeah. does Annette get that car? She drives off at the end of the movie with that car. He
0: bequeathed her a Jaguar.
1: <laughs> like, at some point, his dad, like, yo, no, I get that car. I paid for that car. You random girly had sex with once. Yeah. Why would you get that car?
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. She's driving off in a 1950 something Jaguar, and it's like, yeah, yeah, he bequeathed that to you. Apparently, he had a will at 17. He foresaw his death. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
1: So anyway, so basically movie doesn't hold up. So no. I would still rewatch it occasionally yeah. more as a guilty pleasure. Exactly. But definitely doesn't hold up to how I viewed it when I was a child. No. Um, just too many problems going on.
0: Part of the way that I would look at it was like last week, I said, could they take the same script, or for the most part, the same script,
1: right, for and Pi. make
0: this movie in 2019 and use whoever the hot young actors are, hopefully they would use young ones this time.
1: But, <laughs> well, not too young. Not to too suck. young, but
0: age appropriate. Um, yeah. But I, I don't see how you could do that. So no. I don't think it would hold up in 2019. It definitely didn't hold up for me.
1: I don't know who decided that we should take this novel that if anybody's ever seen Dangerous Liaisons had like Michelle Pfeiffer and John Malkovich. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Glenn Close. Yeah. Like they were all adults. Yes. So that made sense. Mm -hmm. But to just decide to put it in a theme of high school like that's I don't know. It just didn't work. I think overall.
0: They did that a lot because they did it with Taming of the Shrew and 10 Things I Hate About You, but it was very successful.
1: And it was more poppy and they didn't, they mentioned sex, but it wasn't, like, this novel is all about sex and deception and lies. Whereas, like, Taming of the Shrew, like, there's, yeah, yeah, and they converted it better. Definitely. I mean, 10 Things I Hate About You could be a film we do, but I've seen it probably too many times. In the last recent couple of years, because it's a good movie. So I, I, like I,
0: I don't know the last time I watched it. I'd, I'd oh. love to go to a rewatch on that.
1: Well, maybe we can do it at okay. some point. But anyway, that's it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do us a solid and review this podcast, that would be amazing. Absolutely. And uh, next week, we'll have another movie for you. We don't know which one yet, because we're just not great at planning. We're winging be honest. it. We're we're just We're just wingers.
0: And obviously, if you like it, go ahead and subscribe and tell a friend. If you dislike this, you go ahead. You tell an enemy. Yeah, you tell that enemy. Tell the enemy. Ask them to subscribe as well. Tell them
1: that this podcast is amazing and then laugh as they are bored to death. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Thank you so much for listening, guys.
0: Have a good one. Bye.